Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Switzer. I am your host and I am the Clydesdale. We love to do fitness and these are my friends. What's up guys? Hey. Hi. So we are still doing hashtag road to a thousand. Uh, we are loving it. Uh, RX Mark here has jumped in and really helped us out with giving away original customized RX Mark Gear jump ropes. Um, but we want to give another one away. So you need to get in there. You need to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Nope, Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback to 2019. Um, Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Uh, there's a channel there. Please subscribe to that. Uh, we're trying to put out more good content and there may be some surprises next week. I'm going to try to do some things. So check that out, subscribe, and we'll hopefully give you a RX Mark Air jump rope. Hey, somebody, a friend of ours at the gym, used our code, got a Zeus rope, mm. and I tried it out. Yikes! I am not ready to do double unders with it yet. But yeah, I, I got... I ordered the drag ropes, two of them, uh, in two different sizes, and I've ended up using them for clients who are just struggling with singles, mm -hmm. right? Because it's nice and heavy, and it sort of has an even cadence. I can't figure out for the life of me how to do more than one double under at once. And they don't have, I don't know if the Zeus rope is like this, but the drag rope does not spin. The, the handles don't These spin. These do. These do. Yeah. The handles are very similar to my regular. Okay. I did. So, I got two double unders and the rope just sort of like wrapped around the handles like, ah, I'm doing this wrong. I have to figure it out. What could help you? What? 10 a day. Hashtag know, 10 well, a day. With why, Arcs, why here in, in January. Uh, yep. To learn those double unders, uh, just 10 a day, add 10 more the next day. It's all sets of 10. Uh, if you want to learn more about that, last week we had Dave Newman on. He talked about that RX Smart Gear is doing this and all funds raised are going to the Kiala Foundation. So that's a great thing to do. And don't forget, like Amy said, hashtag, or, uh, hashtag I'm in the hashtag mood. Uh, the code Clydesdale15, all caps, to get 15% off any of your ropes you want to use for the 10 a day challenge. Except. Except special editions and new releases. All right, so we're going to start. We have a slow news week. I want to catch up with everybody. We're getting close. We are recording this 
two days before Christmas, really Christmas Eve Eve. You got that right. And so uh, how's it going, guys? Let's start with Amy. I know you've had a great day today, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'll, tr- I'll be positive. Some day, you know what? Some days are just rough days. Today was a little bit of a rough day. Um, I crushed a workout though. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. We did, um, I went in and coached this morning and then I did a workout. It was four rounds of um, 20 power snatches at 65 pounds and 50 dubs. Um, I did it in 10, 21, but I think I could definitely get under 10 if I wasn't dilly-dallying a little bit on some of my stuff. Your dubs were good today? My dubs are good. That's very dependent on how my dubs were. If my dubs are bad, this, this could have easily been a 14 minute workout for me. <laughs> Today was good. So yeah, I feel pretty good about that. I've been coaching a lot, um, which is fine. I'm, I'm off of work this week for, for the preschool for winter break. So doing that and um, just getting ready for the holidays. So yeah. Any, any big plans? You staying in? Well, we'll be here. The four of us will be here for the holidays. And then we are, we were supposed to go to Florida for spring break and then COVID happened and that didn't work out. So we decided let's go after Christmas. So we are going to Florida and we, we just have a house that we've rented. We're going there. We're going to have a house that has a pool and just be outside and have some sunshine because that's what our family needs. So that's what we're doing. Cool. What about you, Kat? I love it. So when did we talk last? Last Wednesday, right? Last Wednesday, I did Cindy at the gym. Haven't done Cindy in a couple years. I love Cindy. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I got like, like low scale rhabdo from Cindy. <laughs> um, yeah. So I rested Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, recovering <laughs> from that. Went back to the gym on Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Yeah. So three days in a row. Um, you know, I say my barometer for if my back's feeling good is if I can wipe my ass, right? Well, yeah. I can, but yesterday when I tried to, my lat cramped up <laughs> the side because <laughs> you lean, yeah. you know, yeah. anyway, so I'm still feeling, feeling the, the, the aftermath of Cindy. I, I have not done that many pull-ups in a very long time, clearly out of shape. Um, but today we had a really fun workout. It was, we did front squats to start off like four by two at 80%. And the workout was eight, seven, six, five, hang cleans, hmm. front squats. Like Scott, it. you would like that at 105 for the ladies. So mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, it was really hard. I think I finished in like three thirty, maybe. It was supposed to be like under seven minutes, and yeah. it's barbell for me. Like I can, I think I did almost all the hang cleans unbroken, like the eights and the sevens, and then I think I had to break up the six, just because in true in true cat fashion, I go out like blazing. I did the first round in like thirty seconds. Um, and then had to, uh, and then finish with the five. But that was a really fun workout. I haven't done heavy hang cleans in a really long time. I going into it, I thought it was going to be more like a weightlifting workout. Like, oh, I'm just going to do a hang clean and take a breath and bring it back down. And 
do another hang clean. And I was from the high hang like the whole time. Okay. Which was cool. And I didn't have tape for my thumbs and I didn't have chalk. So I was pretty happy with, with that. Yeah. So and hopefully you said, I can. You said uh, it was 105? For ladies. Yeah. Yeah. So 155 for men? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It was tough. It was good though. Are you writing that down, Scott? That's a good one. That'd be a fun one. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. So that was fun. And tomorrow we're doing a, like a 12 days of yeah. fitness. The 12 days of barbell was last week and I missed it because I was still recovering from Cindy and couldn't barely like pick up a PVC pipe on Friday when it was scheduled. Um, so tomorrow's the fitness one, but all the classes are like filled up. I'm on a waiting list for a couple different times. So we'll see if I get in there to do that. If not, I can, I can do it here, but I won't because <laughs> I know me and I just don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I always love the 12 days. Uh, we do we do one every year at our gym, and um, I am not doing it this year. Yeah. Um, but I uh, can't wait till maybe next year we have a shot at doing it again. Yeah. So, so any plans for the holidays? Um, no, it's just the four of us. I think my mom's coming over tomorrow for a little bit. She's um, just getting over COVID or she had it like right after Thanksgiving. So we're going to see her for the first time in a bit. Um, Braden's getting a COVID vaccine. Did I tell you that last week? Cause he works at a nursing home uh, as a server in like a, so I think next week he's going to get the vaccine, which is pretty cool. Um, but no, no, we're just going to be around. We got pajamas, matching pajamas, and we're going to watch Christmas story and eat cinnamon buns. Love it. That's awesome. our tradition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, my week's gone pretty good. Um, work's been stupid, crazy busy. Um, but, uh, today I finished my last day of work for the year. So I am off until January 4th, which is pretty awesome, uh, to relax and do that. Um, so yeah, that we, we recorded last Wednesday, the next morning, um, I woke up, uh, and my back was out tweaked. Uh, in the same spot where I had the surgery, uh, which really like, I know what to do now. It's not like down my leg, like it was back then. It's just kind of in the hip and uh, lower back area, uh, but it is hitting that sciatic nerve. So if I bend wrong or reach wrong, it sends that jolt that lets you know, Hey, uh, and luckily my chiropractor is off for the week so uh, for Christmas. Um, and so I can't even get in to see him. And usually like when it's in this stage, one or two visits, I can get it back to normal. I just have to baby it until I can get to see him to get things kind of rectified. Uh, but looking forward to that. Um, my legs are still doing really well. They're getting better and better. Um, so we're excited about that. Um, the right leg, I was hoping for Christmas, but it's looking like New Year's now. <laughs> but still pretty close. Um, the, this week we're just kind of getting ready. We have quarantined ourselves for like 14 days. Uh, cause we are going to Pennsylvania to see my mom, uh, awesome. with my, with my dad's passing. Uh, we need to get there. I think mentally we all just need to be together. And my family's so small now that we have less than 10 people. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're all meeting up at my mom's house and doing that, but we do Christmas morning here so that Corey has her own Christmas um, and not shuffled in with everything else. 
and uh, we have usually a pancake breakfast and some eggs and then we pack up and head out to Pennsylvania and then we're usually at my in-laws by five o'clock for dinner and then we'll go to my mom's the day after and, and do that stuff so um so yeah it's exciting getting out of the house for the first time in a long time and traveling for a reason not for bad things mm-hmm. so excited about that okay so on to the news and, wait and you have a birthday coming up well we have another show but you're not going to be here unless you call in from the beach we'll see but you do have a birthday coming up i do have one coming up mm-hmm. nice but, but we do have a show next week before my birthday okay but i just want to say that your birthday is coming up Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. So uh, let's get into some news. Uh, Right after we jumped off the recording last week, uh, Dave Castro posted a clue. Uh, It was the number three written on a chalkboard. And then the following morning, uh, the outline for what will be the CrossFit game season was released. And I meant to make a copy of that, so I had it in front of me, uh, but I can pull it up really quick on my phone and just kind of, uh, so basically what's happened is the open is only going to be three weeks instead of five. And it's not the third week in February. It is not. It starts in March. Mm -hmm. Um, So let me try to pull that up. Um, there is an extra layer to qualification uh, to the games. Yeah. Quarterfinals. So the top 10% in the open will move to another level to then get to compete for the CrossFit games. And of course, and those are going to be in like six continents or something, right? Or no, those are still online. Those are still online. Yeah. Then there will be a partner run event 10 of them one on every continent except for antarctica and, and those are called semifinals, right yeah yeah so those are going to be like what we would expect from regionals i think they're going to be delineated by geography and it's probably going to be well it will be all the sanction sanctioned events that we've seen in the past perhaps will now be these semifinals in these different locations. The difference is going to be that they're all happening over the course of four weeks, I think. Correct. So you'll have some overlap. There will be, you know, some events, two or more in a single weekend, similar to the way regionals was run. But I don't believe that the workouts are going to be the same like regionals. They're all going to have their own kind of flavor. So immediately after the release, Sean and Tommy had Dave Castro on, who did give some clarification that said they are not going to have um, the same workouts at every event. They're right. going to let he, the event organizers run it, pick the workouts, but they do have to be approved yep. by CrossFit. So, yeah. And he made it sound like it was going to be pretty prescriptive too. Like you have to have a couplet, you have to do this, you have to have a strength event, you have to make sure these elements are included. How you do it is up to you, but um, I guess, I guess we'll see sort of how it works out. So you have an outline and you need to meet these criteria. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. 
Yeah. Initially, he said, I don't want like 10 Fran, of, Fran length events to be your, your thing. And then Sean and Tommy kind of pressed him and he, they said, yeah, we want to make sure all the different elements are kind of represented. Mm -hmm. um, so can you clarify what's going on with the teams? Uh, let me finish the last couple rounds okay. here. Okay. So then we have after those regional, I, I hate calling it regional, those of those partner events, semifinals, there's going to be a last chance workout or last chance event qualifier um, where this year it's probably going to be online, um, but in the future could be at a, a location where people will have the chance to get into the games on that last chance. And then finally, uh, we're going to go to the games um, the week of July 26th in Madison. Yeah, and those last chance workouts are going to be for people that were on the bubble at the semifinals. So it's not going to be sort of random things. It's going to be like, let's, let's assume at your semifinal, they took the top five. So mm -hmm. it's going to be like someone who plays sixth or seventh, you know, mm -hmm. would get an invite to this last chance thing. I think Dave kind of leaked it to six, seven, eight. Yeah. If it's a five person acceptance. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it'll be that way. And then those people get to come for the last chance. So if you're sick during that, that weekend that your um, semifinal event is, and you can't participate, you don't get a chance to go to the last chance. Right. It's not like a wild card. So, um, the other thing I want to say right before we get into teams is that this year it's very, they have made contingency plans to do most of this online if needed, but the games, they are not making, making contingency. It is either live or nothing. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but so all else, of those semifinals could end up looking something like rogue or the first phase of the CrossFit games type events. Right. So then as for the teams, they are going back to the affiliate cup. Okay. Um, and when Dave kind of talked about it on with uh, talking elite fitness, it made sense to me. Their number started dropping in participation when they got rid of the affiliate cup because gyms were like, well, what's in it for us now with all these super teams, mm -hmm. how are we going to even have a shot to compete with all these people? And the way it looks is, uh, they're going to bring that back. Super teams are not going to be allowed uh, this season. Um, and then it'll be your top people from your gym, but it's going to go just like the individual. The top 10% of the affiliates will move on to the quarterfinal. Do the online test only. It's going to be all team based workouts. And then you'll go forward from there. So it follows the same structure as the individuals just done as a team. Yep. Which then just sort of begs the question, and we've had this before in seasons where you have athletes who are individuals that qualify for team, but then decide to go individual because they get an alternate to like be on the team, even though they qualified for the team. And I think that we don't know for sure. There's no rule book yet, but we're thinking that you'll have to sort of declare your intentions at the start of the open. 
or at some point during the open to say, I am going individual and this is what I want to do, or I am going as part of an affiliate cup team Mm. and this is how I want to go. So So maybe you got this cat. Dave kept saying like running events as a team is the open. Are there going to be team events in the open? Well, that's a good question. I, and that's I'm not what I sure. Get, yeah. but, at, but at some point, I, it's not going to be one of those things where like, oh, well, she was on a team but didn't qualify. But her team didn't make it like through the semifinals. But she qualified from the Open. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't do these, because if the events are at the same place at the same time, you can't be individual and team at the same time. So you have to pick one. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to quarterfinals, you have to be declared as one or the other is what it sounds like. Yeah. When I, and I wouldn't put it past Dave to make the open have team workouts. Yeah, maybe. And then they have cool. to declare from That'd minute be super one. Cool. Yeah. Cause I never really understood how that worked anyway. Like you have all these people competing. Like how did, how did you earn like a spot? Your three in the highest team? scores. Yeah. In the gym. It's just weird. I don't know. It didn't make sense to me, but it doesn't mean it's not the right way to do it. So the other thing that came out is definitely um, adaptive athletes are going to be included in this year's open. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to have their own segment and they're going to go through uh, masters and teens are going to still continue on almost exactly like they did last year, but the numbers of people invited may change. And particularly in the masters level 35 to 49. So those age groups are, what Dave said, make up the majority of those who sign up for the open. So because they're the majority of what sign up for the open, they're going to, they may open up that funnel a little bit to allow more people to move on to different stages. There you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that was interesting that they're kind of looking at the numbers that way and, and trying to do something like yeah. that, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And what I think is going to happen too with that whole, the whole super team thing is I imagine that in the off season of the CrossFit games off season, meaning outside of March through July, there, there could be, you know, a mayhem event where they do teams, right? Teams right. of four and anybody can come and you just have to qualify and go and win your money and have fun and, and all that kind of stuff. So I imagine that that's, there will be a place for those super teams somewhere and they'll be able to do that after their individual season for the for the games is over potentially and they also talked on talking with fitness that you know we had 28 sanctionals they're only mm-hmm. using 10 there may be some that happen in that off season that will be prize-based mm. uh, for athletes to help earn more money or win more money whatever that is uh, through those sanctionals and they're still floating talks of a triple crown in the off season mm. with Dubai, Wadapalooza and Rogue. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That if you win like all three, there's like a mega prize. Ooh. That'd be cool. Uh, and those are the biggest, the payouts of, of sanctionals sure. and that they would be big money makers for people. But if you are Matt Frazier and you don't need the money and you don't want to work out in the off season, you can choose to just relax because it's kind of a separate from the big game season, but just a way for people to like get some time on a competition floor, earn some money to be a pro athlete, so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. So it is- kind of, 
it kind of bodes the question too, when you think about these semifinals and you think about the regions that they need to occur in, you know, I'm thinking selfishly of my own region in terms of like the mid-Atlantic, um, you know, East Coast thing. It used to be the Northeast Regional in Albany, that super regional. You know, who, which sanctioned event, there weren't any besides Mac, right? Besides the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Park. Oh, yeah. But neither one of them. <laughs> I mean, I, I worked both yeah. of them. Neither one of them it, are at the... It's not the Granite at, Games. It's not... At the place where they could sort of sustain a larger group, I don't think. But yeah, it's interesting to sort of try to figure What's it out. What's going to be interesting to see is say someone like the Mac, right? They have the capacity to do it. And now that they're guaranteed top-level athletes... Well, true, yeah. You no, know, because you're guaranteed people who qualify to your event. Right. It could, it could make all the difference for the Mac. A, a sanctional that was kind of hanging on could now be something that's yeah, an institution true. because they're guaranteed good athletes, which will bring better crowds. Yeah. That'd be cool. I like yeah. that one. <laughs> I, I love the quarterfinals. I think that gives Me too. a lot of the everyday athletes something to shoot for. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I love that idea. I, I am so stoked that they're doing that. Yeah. And yeah, that's I mean, going to make more people want to, want to sign up for the open. Exactly. I mean, back in the day, there was athletes that their goal was just to go to regionals. It wasn't to actually make it to the games. Like that right. was their goal. I want to train for that. And so, right. And, and now you have these two tiers, right? You have the quarters yeah. and the semis. Cause so those regional level people could aspire to get to the semifinals. Yeah. And then you've got those other people that maybe aren't quite there yet could aspire to at least that second stage. Yeah. To be able to say I'm a quarterfinal athlete. Yeah, like that's cool. just cool. Like you just. Or top 10%, you know? Yeah. So, all right, well, we'll move on from that. Um, we will have some more of that next Monday. Just kind I of. I can't wait for the peak. rule book. Rule book. Yeah, me neither. Send it to me. All right. So one of the other pieces in the news was, I don't know if you saw that our friend, uh, Oh my gosh, I am so dead tonight. <laughs> we just had him on our show. Best mover in CrossFit. James Hobart. James Hobart. And That's ham plan. The ham, ham plan. So the ham plan developed a, um, a programming for people that are forced to wear a mask while they work out. Genius. And I thought that was brilliant. Mm -hmm. to, be, to be the first to enter that space and to publicly go out there, that is awesome. Um, and I wanted, to, I'm so sorry, James, I forgot your name off the top. <laughs> but James, I wanted to give you a huge shout out, you and Austin. Uh, that was brilliant to bring that out and to put that out there for everybody. And so I wanted to give them um, just a big woohoo. Love it. Yeah. I want to actually, um, I'm going to give another shout out. This is off the agenda, but I just signed up for the WAD prep gift of three. So they're having this special where you can, um, they're having huge discounts where you can pick three of their programs um, to either gift to someone else or use yourself. And there's like nine different ones to choose from. There's strict pull-ups, kipping pull-ups, butterfly pull-ups, ring muscle-ups, bar muscle-ups, double unders. There's a hip series, there's a shoulder mobility, and I'm probably missing one. Um, but I signed up for the bar muscle up, the ring muscle up, and the chest of bar pull up one because 
I don't have those consistently and I'm tired of them coming in the open and me having to like take a pass on them. So I'm throwing down the gauntlet for myself <laughs> and Love I'm going to get them consistently this year. And I know we had Ben on a couple months ago. Yep. Um, the owner and founder of what prep and we did, did have a code. I should check to see if it's still active and if it is, I'll put it down below. Yeah. And that's, that's for his, um, Wad Prep Masters programming. These okay. are specialty um, sort of clinics, but the nice thing about them is they're eight weeks long and they live on your system forever. So as long as you have a login to his to their website or the, to the app, you have access to them. So it's not like you pay for them, you use them in the eight weeks and then they disappear. Yeah. Like you can refer to them forever. If you have an injury, if you know something happens and you have to stop training or whatever, if you wanna just re refer back to them you know, from time to time, once you pay them, you own them. And they have like a money back guarantee too. If you don't, if you don't get the skill that you're trying to learn, he's like, no questions asked, I'll give you your money back. So check him That's out. Pretty awesome. He's a good guy. He's great. Yeah. So next item in the agenda, this has been sent out to us that we should discuss for about eight to 10 weeks now. Uh, I just haven't found a hole in the agenda big enough uh, to put this one in. And so one of our, one of our listeners posed the question to me and it, it's Jaxie 16 uh, from British Columbia. And she wanted to know who's the better champion, Rich Froning or Matt Fraser? I have a lot, I have a lot writing on this. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts happening. Who is a better champion? So let's, first of all, how do we define champion? What does that mean? Right? Do I think Rich is a more gracious winner? I like his attitude better. I want to pick Rich. I want to, is the thing. But as I was discussing this at dinner, my 18-year-old was like, hands down, it has to be Matt. It has to be Matt. He is just a better athlete. And I can't argue with either. I can't argue with either thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Amy. I mean, if we're, if we're talking about a champion of the sport and an ambassador of the sport, someone who embraces the sport and the lifestyle and all that. I, I think you have to go with Rich Froning because he's totally built agree. an entire dynasty empire around CrossFit. I totally um, agree. Yeah, and we talked about it before about how he's got so many, he's building this huge network of, of people to sort of, like I said, make this giant you know, ecosystem for himself. So if that's how you view a champion, Rich, easy, easy decision. But if you're talking strictly you know, talent in the sport and obviously when, like on, under your belt, the sport, it's sort of undeniable that it's Matt. That's a, that's a great debate. <laughs> mm -hmm. What say you, Mr. Schweitzer? So I think it's really hard to judge from generation to generation, right? Sure. Um, the, what we know about CrossFit today is so much more than we knew just five years ago. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, what I have, I, I would probably say that Matt is the better athlete head to head right now. Um, but, 
And the one thing I'll say for Matt is he has really come out of his shell in the last 18 months. For the first part of his reign, he was very quiet to himself, did his own thing, didn't really talk a lot, never saw him on a podcast. Now, I don't know if there's a podcast other than ours that he hasn't been on. Like he just... Because it's because he's about to retire. That's why he's this way. So I think that he is now being an ambassador to the sport much more now than ever. Yes. Um, but if he, he, if he does retire, like, so when Rich retired, I mean, yeah, he was on a team and everything else, but I have a feeling when Matt Fraser retires, he is, we're not going to hear from him again. Like he's going to go up to Vermont. He's going to do his thing. And I, and I think he's setting himself up for that type of move where he can just be like, mic drop, I'm out. It's been great. I'm going to go live my life now. I don't think he puts as much, put as much of his identity into the sport. And that's not right or wrong. That's just different than how Rich is. Rich's identity is, is through this sport. And I just don't think Matt does or wants to have his identity so wrapped up in CrossFit. My, my opinion outsider looking in. I, I think you're probably right that he doesn't identify with CrossFit. I don't think he's going to disappear. I think he has learned through, I think he was pushed and now learned that he's a great storyteller. And that will help him, help him keep his brand alive for years to come. And it doesn't even have to be about CrossFit. He can tell a story about a road trip that him and Sammy took or, you know, something they did overseas or something like that. He just is a great storyteller. Well, and, and I, I have this sense of, he's got this sense of grit that is like, if you think I can't do something, I'm more motivated to show you that I absolutely can do what you say I can't do. Right. Like as and, a, like as a middle finger to you. Yeah. Then as mm -hmm. more of a love of the sport. Where I think Rich is, I'm putting my head down. I'm doing work because this is a passion. This is a love. I, right. I'm in it. Where right, like, I don't, I don't think Rich will ever get tired of training. Yeah. Um, I think Matt will get tired of training. And and want to and want to move on. And He's it's just it's and again it's know. not it's not to say Rich is better than Matt or Matt is better than Rich. They're just different. They're very different in how they go about things. Yeah. I just think, you know, that Matt came up as the villain to, to Rich. And then it was really hard for the Rich fans to attach themselves to Matt. Because Matt was this rough, gruff, obscenity-laden kid from Vermont that shows up at the games and comes in second and almost beats Rich. Mm -hmm. And it just, that stuck with him forever. Right. Like he's the anti-rich. And so, but I think in the last couple of years, he's kind of warmed up to being the personality and, and letting his personality show and the storytelling part. In the end, Rich is my favorite CrossFit athlete of all time. It would be very hard for me not to say he's the best champion because he did it in a period in the sport that it needed the growth. And that's when it, it kind of took off. Mm -hmm. And he was a great ambassador during those years and did all he could to help the sport grow. So I'm going to go with Rich. But I can see where Matt is making a change and turn into 
that storyteller after he's done and retired and maybe has a podcast that's about hunting and guns and stuff that has nothing to do with CrossFit, but he's still going to get to tell stories. Yeah. And I don't think when we're saying this, cause I think we're all kind of saying the same thing, just in different, different ways. I don't think it's anything to take away at all from what Matt has accomplished at all. Right. Like, he is amazing. Uh, but for me, if I just go to think about like, I feel that Rich is a way more approachable person. If I were to see him walking in, and I have seen him, like walking in and rogue, I could go up to Rich, go shake his hand and have a conversation with him where I feel that Matt, you know, nothing wrong with it, but you know, his personality is going to be more off-putting. Rich is, Rich is more iconic when you think of CrossFit, you know, that image of Rich Froning, I think is a little more iconic than Matt's. That's all. Yeah. And just to let you know, like I've met Matt, I have met Matt twice. He has been very approachable and very easy to talk to. Um, I think that he just has this game face that we all see at the games where he dominates people so bad and like rips their heart out and stomps on it on the ground. Off of the, off of the competition floor, he was really cool to talk to. Sure. I just haven't had the opportunity to be honest. Yeah. So I think we all are saying that Rich is just the icon that has, that helped build the sport and was a great champion in doing that. And Matt just physically is so dominant compared to anybody else. I think we would be dumb not to mention that we all are masters athletes on here. And so Rich, (laughs) Rich was what is many probably people's Matt right now. Rich to us is what that is. Yeah. But like you said, your 18 year old son was like Matt. Definitely. Yeah. You know, it's just a different generation. So. Right. Hey, I have something to talk about. That's not on the agenda. Please. It's news. It's the rogue 50 calorie bike challenge. Oh yes. So I was coaching the classes this week and there was, when I looked at the leaderboard, there was a guy who did an 18 seconds and we had the video and I put it up on screen and we watched it. And even after that guy finished, he was like, that can't be right. That cannot be right. Did you see the screen? Did you see the monitor the whole time or just him doing it? You could see the monitor, but it was so fast that you couldn't even see it happen. I don't, I don't believe that that's possible. How well, possible? They, that they person was not picked as the winner. Yeah, they were yeah, not. But, but even the guy that did the 24 seconds, like that's two calories less, uh, two calories a second. How, how do you do two calories a second? And it's got to be faster than that because your first two calories, you're not going to get in the first second. And your second two calories, you're not going to get in the second second. It takes like th- four, three or four seconds to get that thing up to speed. Maybe three seconds. Did, did you see the video? I, I did, but I didn't see the screen. I just saw the video of him doing it. Like, I'm, I'm not a believer. <laughs> I don't know how it's possible. I saw the end. His, wattage, or his RPMs were like 140-something. But that's only like double of, a, I don't know. That would mean that if you were at 70 or 80 watts or 80 RPMs, you could do 50 calories in 60 seconds? No way. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't believe it. I have a hard time believing it. Uh, now that minute eight by um, T. Will, Taylor Williamson, right? Did I get her name right? Taylor, Taylor yep. Williamson. Um, that's a little more believable. 
a minute, eight seconds. That's the women's, that was the women's record. And what did they win besides a new bike? Like five grand? $5,000. $5,000 on a new bike? Yeah. Well, did you see, you, of course we saw Murph at Mayhem do it in 50, yeah. 50 some seconds. And at 54, I think, dropped yeah. into his knees. Yeah. Sean Sweeney did it in 47 seconds. I saw that one, looked like he was about to die. I don't know if Mike Bickle tried it, but he was a contender to do it pretty quickly as well. And he's a big dude. This guy did it and then just like walked away. It, I need to see that shit in person. Sorry. I'm judgy. I can't <laughs> Yeah, you it. are a judger. I want to <laughs> see, see, see an official judger do it. <laughs> yeah. But man. Anyways, I just thought that's interesting. So the funny thing is Matt, oh, Matt O'Keefe posted the times and oh, yeah. how ridiculous they were. And I, I responded back to him and I said, Matt, I'm still finishing my last three calories now. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I know, but. Uh, we, had a, we had a 50 calorie um, cash out yesterday in one of the workouts here at CrossFit Clarity. And, um, you know, my ladies were doing it in like six, seven yeah. minutes. Right. And I was, you know, telling them, hey, by the way, you know, there was this thing that Rogue did, 50 calories for, uh, I don't know, 24 seconds. They're like, no way, that's impossible. Yeah, it's quite a feat. All right, so let's get back to the agenda and our silly questions of the week. And so what is the one gift you are wishing for this holiday season? And this is your time to be selfish. This isn't about peace in the Middle East, anything like that. We, what is I your... Can, listen, I feel like I absolutely can say I wish for peace in the Middle East because I have a sister that lives there. Oh, geez. You can say it, but this isn't the place. We want you to be selfish. Okay. So we're talking like material things. Yes. What's the matter? I'm taking my sweatshirt off. Yeah. Trying to be like James Hobart. (laughs) That was pretty funny. I remembered his name now. Yeah. uh, Do you remember your name? Hold on. Cheers. Do you remember your name? Who are you? All right, I'll go first. Um, I went shopping at TJ Maxx the other night with my son, and I saw this really soft bathrobe that I want. And I don't think anyone's going to get it for me, but that would be a Christmas miracle if I could get that bathrobe. I'm thinking about going back to TJ Maxx tonight because they're open until 11 to see if they still have it, and I will get it and give it to my daughter and have her wrap it up for me and put it, because that's pretty much how mom gets presents on Christmas. Well, now that you've said that, watch Saturday Night Live (laughs) Christmas morning. Yeah. What was that your best thing from the internet? Yes. Okay, then I won't explain it then. (laughs) We'll let Amy do that later. For once, I'm prepared with my best thing from the internet. So, Amy, what what do you got? A bathrobe? No, I want hiking boots. Oh, that's right. We talked about this, I think. Yeah. That was sports equipment that she yeah, tried to say thing. hiking boots with no, sports no, no, no. equipment. You, you said, what do you want for fitness or something? And I said that, and you're like, this is, that's not CrossFit. And I said, you didn't say that would be CrossFit. Yeah. I want hiking boots. Wow. Well, that's thrilling. Did you ask for hiking boots? We don't really exchange gifts. Yeah, we don't either. Yeah. We don't either. So okay. I'm not going to get them. So that's why it will be a Christmas miracle. <laughs> so what right, I Scott. want 
what I want is a cam link. Which is what? And what that is, is it will allow me to hook up my digital camera to my computer to use to take video. And why is that? Why is that not? Is that better than this Zoom setup or? So one, it'll, it'll make my picture clearer for Zoom. But more importantly, if we go on the road somewhere, I can hook it up to, and I can actually like zoom in. I can do all that kind of stuff and it'll come on and record into the software on my computer. Got it. Okay. I was going to say, if you're just doing it just so you can look better on Zoom, better than the two of us, then that's not really cool. Well, I didn't say having a clearer <laughs> picture made me look better. Oh, that's it true. Probably you just make me look worse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But it's more for uh, when we go on the road. And that kind of brings me to when we go the, on the my road. next question. Because Kat and I have been talking about, I've stored up with, with COVID this year. You know, it's a terrible event that's happened. But in that process, I've taken barely any time off work. So I have stockpiled a ton of vacation time. And so Kat and I were talking, where would we want to go around the country to help the podcast grow, hang out with some people, do some roundtable stuff? Like what, where could we do that kind of thing? And it made me start to think if for one day next year, you could go and hang out anywhere you want to hang out and participate in whatever they're doing, where would that be? So Amy, you should go first because I think Scott and I already have answers. Well, I had a thought until you said one day and what I would say okay, is one possible. weekend, one week, whatever. Yeah. But I would say I would want to go to Dubai. Oh yeah. I wasn't thinking that exotic, but yeah. How cool would that be? So if it's gotta be one day, I pick rogue. Cause it's, it's pretty darn cool and it's right up the road and I, Definitely could do it in one day. You mean like the if they have an invitational yeah, event yeah, there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more uh, like just go do, you don't have to, the whole trip doesn't have to consist of a day. You can go right. like fly in, hotel, well, do something well, give your, in a day. Give your answer and Amy will understand more. Okay, yeah. So mine is, is, is something we've kind of talked about, Cap, but don't have anything formalized yet. But I would want to hang out in Rich's barn for a day. See the athletes that come in and come out, um, try to work out with them that day uh, in a very scaled way, but just kind of hang out in Rich's barn, hear the conversations, hear the strategies, hear how they felt after the workouts, and just be able to ask them some questions. Um, as I said earlier in this podcast, Rich is my favorite CrossFitter of all time, and just to get to see how his mind works live in action uh, would be really cool. Mm -hmm. There's some other stuff on the plans too that would be really awesome just as well as this. Uh, but this one we don't have kind of any formal communication with yet. So that's why I'm putting it on my wish list. Kat? Yeah. yeah. So mine, um, similar to your Scott in terms of we've talked about this before and you know, this is something um, I want to go to training think, think tank. I want to go to Alfreda, Georgia, Max L Hodge's gym, hang out with 
whoever, Travis, Max, um, Brian McGoldrick, he's got a bunch of people there, um, um, Kyle, and just, uh, you know, see how they do their podcast, see how they train, um, take a look at their class structure, you know, do like a fantasy weekend there, just sort of be a fly on the wall um, and be able to, you know, sort of lean into that community a little bit and just check it out a little more. not too far away i could do that so any other Atlanta. thoughts amy now that you see kind uh, of yeah i would look okay well if i could i'm just gonna pick a person i want to go train with okay i want to go hang out with chandler and work out with chandler for the day but chandler where's 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 chandler hand <laughs> i want chandler to come to my gym and hang out with me <laughs> there you go okay if you i want could chandler just, to come to shred yeah and so we can hang out i like that yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I lost my notes. That was a fun question. I like that. All one. right. Cool. So now we need to talk about next week's guest. So excited for this, and this really is kind of wrapping into. It'll be the first part of our year-end year-in-review week next week, and we brought in none other than Tommy Marquez. We talked to Tommy about the crazy year that was, we talked about what, uh, we kind of ran out of time. We were going to talk more about the future. Uh, we had to kind of run into that real quick and uh, cause we don't want to keep him too long, but we started off by just catching up with him um, because he is, you know, he was supposed to have a wedding in this COVID year and we kind of caught up and saw where they were with that and how, what their plans are for the future, him and Tiff. So uh, we did that first and kind of caught up with about with him and Sean and what they had going on during the COVID year and then got into the crazy year that was. Uh, so. And didn't, didn't we record with him the same night that the same day that, that later that day he interviewed Castro? Yep. Okay. That was, that was awesome. And he was so like, he wasn't like, I have to go or, you know, he, he, yeah. he was giving us plenty of time. He either already had recorded with Castro. Okay. Or was going to. Or was going to. He did it that day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I should, I should text him and ask him when, it, when they yeah. recorded. Yeah. Before that. after. He's, you guys had him on before though. He, that was the second time on the show. Yeah. Yeah. But I missed the first. Um, yeah, he was interview. episode so cool. 18. He was early on. Yeah. Yeah. One of the. BC. It was March 3rd, I think was his release. Uh, so okay. it was right when COVID just came on the scene. And then, so we didn't talk to him at all about that. Mm -hmm. We talked about the future and what they were going to do. And then, so this time was, oh gosh, all this, ha you had all this <laughs> planned and now it's all gone. Yeah, that was a great so, interview. So yeah, so check that out Monday, 11 a.m., Tommy Marquez. Uh, and yeah, it's great interview. He, he is so insightful and knows so much about what's going on inside the sport uh, it was cool to have him on for our year-end show. Very yeah. gracious, gracious guest. He's so easy to talk to. He's just, I mean, it's clear and obvious that that's his profession, is talking. Right. Yeah. He's really good at it. Well, and, and I think there's some some respect to what we do. And, you know, I, you know, I, there's evidence he's watched some of our stuff. And yeah. that he has, he's part of our whoop gang. Mm -hmm. um, and so... You know, I think there's some respect there. And Kat and I got to hang out with him for a short period of time in Indiana. 
for the Master yep. Fitness Collective. So, so, all right. So let's finish this thing up with the best thing from the internet. And I'll let Amy go first and kind of explain what I, the spoiler I gave okay. out. So Saturday Night Live had, you know, one of their skits and it was about Christmas morning and basically about how moms always get screwed. And <laughs> it's so funny that you said a robe because that was the one present the mom got was a oh, robe. Oh, really? <laughs> and they, and she was like, oh, Thanks. And, you know, everybody kept talking about all of their presents, you know, which of course she got and organized. And she's like, I'll just go cook breakfast in my row. <laughs> I love it. And they're like, just wait, there's more gifts. And she's like, oh, you guys, they're like, it's for the dog. <laughs> she's like, so I love it. moms get the shaft. So that was funny that that's all you want is a row. Yeah. I love it. That's funny. All right, Scott, go, because I'm looking for my reference here online. All right, I have two, so you have some time. Perfect. So my first one is, um, you know, Pat McAfee is one of the reasons I got into podcasting and got the courage up to start this thing is I listened to his story, and, and I've been a follower of his ever since. So he actually last week had on none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it just took me back to my younger days when I was a big wrestling fan. And it was just like a trip down memory lane with, with Stone Cold and how he became. The, the coolest comment in the whole thing is that when he first went into wrestling, he was known as Stunning Steve, had blonde hair, was like the, the Adonis kind of guy that was just real pretty. And it didn't work and he wasn't getting promoted up through the ranks or anything like that. And then he decided to go with this stone cold character, which in effect was really just him. And mm. he said, by being my being myself, I became more popular. Instead of trying to be somebody else, being myself is what got me all the fans. And, and he tells stories he used to, after the show is over, go back out to the crowd because they, they run a dark match after the TV show's done. And so mm -hmm. he would like interrupt the match and like pin somebody. And then he would stay out and drink beer with the fans for like hours. And it was just a really cool like thing that, that how appreciative he was of all of it and how fun it was. And, and, you know, he wouldn't trade anything in the world for it. And it was just a lot of fun. So check it out. Uh, McAfee has clipped that as its own. His show is three hours long. He clipped that out. It's only like 10, 15 minutes. You can watch the whole thing real quick. I sent it to a friend of ours, Amy, and he just was going nuts over it. So uh, a lot of fun. And then the last thing, this is real quick, is the trailer for Coming to America 2 came out on YouTube. And that coming to America is one of my favorite top five movies of all time. And to see it coming back out in, as a second thing, and it looks so freaking good. I is Eddie Murphy in it? Oh, everybody. James Earl Jones. Everybody's in it. Arsenio, Arsenio Hall. Hall. All, the trailer actually goes, says, Eddie, Arsenio, Eddie, Arsenio, as they go through the characters. So they're oh, all like the barbershop characters again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sexual chocolate, uh, all of it. All Soul of it. glow. Whatever yeah. you like. 
Whatever you like. Yeah. A big dog. <laughs> right. Yes, I love like that is one of my favorite movies of all time. And That's it great. looks like it's gonna be just as good. Hopefully the preview didn't lie, but check it out. Uh, and it's fun seeing our Eddie and Arsenio do all the characters again. And they give you a little clip of each one of them in That's the awesome. preview. So. Awesome. Okay. Can I play a TikTok or will we get kicked off of YouTube? If there's licensed music, we'll get a ding. What if it's just someone talking? Uh, someone talking, you're probably okay. All right, should we try it? Because it's really funny. So there's this guy, his, his, um, his handle on TikTok is Stevie IOE, Steve IOE, S-T-E-V-E-I-O-E. And it's tips from the emergency room. Um, and he get there's a million of them, but he talks about like COVID and how, you know, just because you have a sniffle, you don't, shouldn't come to the ER and no, you don't get your own private room. And yes, there's beds in the hallway, tough shit. And he uses a little foul language, but so funny. So this one is tips from the emergency room, vomiting and diarrhea. You ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, well, hold on. I guess I have to turn up my volume. Hold on. Tips from the tips from the ER, vomiting and diarrhea. If I have one more person try to show me a bag of their vomit or a picture of their poop, I am going to lose my goddamn mind. I don't want to see it. Nobody in the hospital wants to see it. I called Jesus. He also said he doesn't want to see it. You want to know the first thing I do when you motherfuckers walk in with a bag of barf? I throw it away. Get you a new bag. Why? Because that shit is gross. Just describe it to us. We really only need to know if it's bloody or if it looks like wet coffee grounds, which is also blood. Blood equals bad. Same thing with your poops. Stop trying to show me pictures of whatever disgusting swamp monster came out of your bunghole. We would appreciate a one-word description, bloody or watery. We don't need a high-resolution photo of it through your phone. And here's the thing. If it's what you came into the ER for, then we will, for better or for worse, eventually see it live and in real time that. is that great yes that's pretty good he has, he has a million of them and they're all that direct and blunt and really really funny awesome makes my day all right well um i want to talk about one more thing before we say goodbye so i actually ordered you all christmas gifts and I, wish I, I wish I could show them on the screen, but they haven't arrived, oh, which is the story of my life this Christmas. Everybody's life. just saying. Everybody's getting a picture of what they're getting yeah. under the tree. <laughs> so what I've done, and the reason I want to talk about it here is, so I ordered some 20 ounce tumbler glasses and wine goblets with <laughs> Our logo etched in the side. Oh, how fun. Uh, so they're etched in silver. Um, and so I have some for you guys. And then whatever I have left, we're going to sell. Awesome. Thank you, Scott. So Thank you. When, I, when they come in, you'll get them immediately. Uh, I've been working on this for about four weeks, trying to get them here in time. Yeah. What a mess. Nightmare. Um. So hopefully they'll be here by the new year. <laughs> um, but they're really cool. They're in the blue that's in our logo. Ooh, that's nice. the color of the cups. And then it's etched silver uh, with the logo. 
That's cool. awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see them. So they're, I don't know how much, like how many ounces a goblet is, but it's like yeah. the stemless goblet. They're refillable, okay. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, a, <laughs> um, it's like the stainless steel. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I got, got it. it. Very cool. Yeah. Amy, it is a Christmas miracle then. It is. Kind of. It is. <laughs> I know you asked for these like uh, six months ago. I did. And so we're finally getting them. Um, and hopefully I'll have, I don't know, 10 to 12 to see if they'll sell. Cool. Uh, but I'll have them on hand. So when you buy them, I'll be able to ship them the same week. Come on, um, Bacon. them out to you. Michael Anderak, Jaxie. <laughs> yeah. And the 20 ounce tumbler is like a coffee cup. Perfect. Um, so yeah, we'll have both options. And if they go well, with, there's, they have other versions of the cups where they can take our logo and put on there. Uh, and we could do that as well. So, Sprinks. <laughs> Amy, give them the shout outs. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, with that, we want to thank RxMark here one more time for being the best sponsor in the world, uh, the best jump rope in the world. If you're trying to get, um, they are doing their 10 a day, hashtag 10 a day um, effort in Challenge. January. Challenge. That's what I want to say. Mm -hmm. uh, where it's going to be like $20 to enter, all proceeds go to the uh, Kiala Foundation. And, uh, and then you just try to get good at your double unders before the open gets here. And you can get that, those jump ropes 15% off with Clydesdale 15, all caps. No new releases though, no special editions, but you can get the good old fashioned original RX smart gear, smart gear jump rope. Um, and with that, Let's close this thing up. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. We love the comments. Um, I got a lot of comments on Instagram this week uh, with our last guest. Uh, most of them coming from Canada. Excited to have their a Canadian um, as part of the show. And it, check that out. It's still out there available with Stephanie Waugh. Uh, make sure you subscribe on YouTube to get qualified for the sweepstakes. And with that, happy holidays to my friends. Happy holidays. Hope you guys have a great holiday weekend. Thank you. And I'm Me sure too. we'll be texting and talking next week. Uh, but we are not taking a break next week. We will be back with a Wednesday show. It'll be kind of a year in review. And then do you know what comes up after that? I do. Can I say? Yeah. Our 100th episode. <gasps> Yeah. Monday, January 4th will be our 100th episode. Holy tamale. Love it. Pretty awesome. So Very cool. Uh, and so that show will either be <laughs> an amazing guest or it's going to be us kind of talking about the, the 100 episodes that were and uh, kind of like where we, are, where we started, where we are, all that kind of stuff. Um, but with that, happy holidays, everybody. Um, tune in next week. We're still here, even if you're off. And we'll see you next time on the Cladsdale Fitness and Friends. Bye. Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube, as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button 
on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.